Do you like wine? Do you like charities? With One Hope Wine, you can do both. One Hope is an award-winning company in California that is built on hope and rooted in purpose. Go to jenandcamsonehope.com or jenandcamsonehope on Instagram for more information. One Hope Wine, changing the world never tasted so good. Today's episode of the Ringside Rant is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. If you enjoy our show and are looking to buy a new jersey, hat, or sweatshirt, you can support us by going to podgo.co slash fanatics and getting 25% off your next order. That's podgo.co slash fanatics. P-O-D-G-O dot C-O slash fanatics. Fanatics, officially licensed everything. Well, that was a great introduction. I am extremely tired, <laughs> but I'm here. This is my second, Is it? I was actually, it's going to be my um, third interview of the day, so. Well, I, I'm honored, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But first and foremost, I saw that was probably the match that you had with Allison Kay for the women's title. It was probably one of my favorite women's matches that I've seen probably in the last, I'd say, probably two, three years. Nice. Thank you. Um, it was just, I, I, I'd be, I'll be honest. You know, I'm not, I haven't followed women's wrestling like some people, but when, you know, I followed you since, right, probably you, you ran that Florida territory for forever, that Southern territory. And it's just, man, just watch that stuff online. I'm like, boom, when you, when you get something that you like, especially with women's wrestling, um, you know, you don't you don't stray too far away from it. And, you know, a lot of those matches that you've had, especially over in Japan, too, just absolutely phenomenal. And it's you have to you have to be in great shape to do that. And between your professional wrestling now and your MMA, I'm like, man, I, I do not want to mess with you. That's for one 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 thing. <laughs> well, you know, I'm like trying to like. Uh, work really hard with with MMA again it's a new sport that I'm trying I haven't been doing it for you know longer uh, than um, I'll say longer than a year so uh, it's 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 hard to balance between both of them especially mm-hmm. when the traveling and mm-hmm. um, and training that's it's it's very difficult it's not impossible but uh, we're working on it um, and I'm taking it day by day and uh, and yeah, I mean, my my matches are getting very physical, and people really like them, and yeah. some people don't because they they're like, oh my well, god, Melissa, you are you are a little scary in the ring. I'm like, that's good. Well, but that's that, but that's a thing when a lot of people are like, cause, you know, I've watched. I'm 35 myself, and I've watched wrestling since I was my son's age, and my son's seven right now. So it when you have somebody like yourself that can tell that story that can flip that switch and 
boom. You turn in that bread and it's like, oh man, I, I like this stuff. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's just, it was great to see, you know, that was, you know, I think it was one of those people that I talked to another individual that does a lot of the NWA stuff. And I said, when he started doing it, I'm like, man, you got to watch out when they get this women's division, you have to get Thunder Rosa in this women's division because it, it, you're that key element in that women's division. You know, they got a lot of great talent there, but I'm like, you, you know, that's what really shines and did shine with that, with that match there that you, when you won the title, um, how, you know, it's going to be a general question, but you're probably going to hear, you've heard it before feelings when you got that belt, you know, got that victory. Mm. I mean, it was like a a mixture of emotions. I actually, somebody asked me that question earlier, but um, I'm gonna respond differently. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually thinking in um, expressing that on my next blog on YouTube with different mm -hmm. uh, pictures of my evolution as a wrestler. You know, from where I started to like that moment, because I think that is so important. You know, to see. Um, to see myself six years ago when I debuted in uh, Oroville, California, in front of like 40 people in a soccer arena, wearing this like awful, <laughs> very awful um, gear, which it's so funny because it was gold and black and I was wearing gold and black on, on this championship match. Mm. So it's just, it just seeing where I, where I came from and where I am right now is it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And just like, um, I think like what, uh, made me re really realize that the magnitude of, of what I have accomplished at that night was a, was a tweet that one of my best friends put there. And it was like all the negative stuff that people continue to say about me throughout the years. And now when that happened and people has been, it's been a week and people still talking about this match like how this, this, whatever they say doesn't mean absolutely nothing because whatever I have accomplished, I've done it with, with pride. I've done it on my own terms. And, um, and this is another, this is another, um, batch of honor that I, that I earn with my hard work and with all the sacrifices that my family and I, we, we have had throughout the years. Yeah. It's tough. It's great to see. I'm definitely a, uh, thorough viewer of your youtube channel there and uh i love the uh i don't know if it was the youtube or the periscopes but when you were riding in the car with your son i might have been to a show or something and i'm like man where else can you get this personable uh, this you know delve deep into you know your your person and then when you see it in the match it's too totally i'm like man that's that's just great is there a certain, you know, mentality, you know, preparation that that you do or you do something special between going to in, into the wrestling ring and then uh, MMA as well? Is there or is it pretty much similar preparation? Um, I mean, definitely you have to warm up before the matches. If you don't warm up, like you'll be like super sore <laughs> afterwards mm -hmm. uh, mentally, like. When I got in the cage last time, I remember I talked to uh, one of my really good friends and 
he just told me that I'm, I was going to feel so like close to God when they close the cage. And it was just going to be like a, like, like a blur, like the whole entire nine, 15 minutes that you're in there. And um, I remember being there and I was just like, man, it was like the most accelerating feeling in the world, being in the cage and knowing that at any moment you can get knocked out and you can die. <laughs> it's just like, shit, I'm so close to God. It's like, like a, su- like a suicide mission. Um, so it was, it was like the, the adrenaline that you get afterwards. It's incredible. I think this match in particular my adrenaline was just like if I had a, a, a fight, like if I when I got in the cage, it was just like, it was so intense and I couldn't sleep. Um, uh, for this one, it was like, I was so nervous. Like I kept telling you, like I felt like I was, I was gonna vomit before. And, um, but again, I remember, I remember my, my same friend when I went uh, to uh, NWA the first time, he's a big uh, wrestling fan and he, he also helped me train. Um, he told me, um, dude, you're, are, you are on the NWA. You know that NWA made legends, and you're about to be one of them. And I was like, shut up, man. You're just sucking like, <laughs> out of your ass. And he's like, no, you're about, to, you're about to make history. And then when I got the championship, he texted me, God damn, Melissa, you are the motherfucking NWA women's champion. See, I told you. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> so it's like the mental preparation is just like remembering that um. Um, when I first started, um, I promised a couple kids that I used to work with that, um, you know, um, that I was going to achieve my dreams. And I just like, I, I'd say a prayer and I say their names usually, um, just like, hey, this is for you, especially his name was Oscar. He's, he's dead, but, um, he was one of the closest kids uh, that I used to mentor. And we used to talk about me making on the big leagues in wrestling. And he was telling me about how he was going to become a chef. You know, so I, I, I do it for, for my, my kids mm-hmm. and the family. Yeah. It, you know, it definitely show when you, especially with the NWA, it's such a close knit, it, it, what it seems like anyways, it's such a close knit group of people where they you know, you go to other promotions and just the rosters are so huge and mm-hmm. You know, you get that studio wrestling. You get the smaller, smaller rosters, um, and it's it's great to see where you kind of get that. You know, you sit there and you just it's so close to the action. Uh, you know, obviously, is this you know the closest that you know you've had this audience before? Obviously, being with you in Japan, <clears throat> and then obviously here in the states, is this one of those you know promotions that you know the most raucous? fans no uh lucha underground was pretty pretty yeah. pretty like that the lucha underground uh following was pretty like like a cult so um they were very i was very close to them like you know they will wait for us until the end really struggle really you're gonna start right now when i'm having an interview he's always <laughs> doing this always he's gotta um, get the he's gotta get the right Oh my God! Hold on, I gotta feed this dog. Um, yeah, let me let me say this. So yeah, like the uh, now you you want to move, huh? He doesn't. He hates the camera. I don't want to <laughs> play with you. You need to eat. Um, yeah, so they were. It was like a cult. So they loved the show and they were very supportive. So um, 
it was really nice to have people like that. And now with NWA, it's, it's, it's pretty similar. Like, you know, they, they wait for us. They, they really enjoy um, interacting with us. And it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, just you seeing a lot, a lot of people that, you know, that I've known that's gone down to, you know, whether it be Atlanta for the uh, for the TV tapings or for one of the pay-per-views. It just seems like one of those atmospheres that you kind of have to have to experience to really to really understand it. Yeah, um, I really want to bring my my husband and my son because uh, my husband used to be at uh, a Lucha Underground and they used to like the everybody used to know him because he mm-hmm. used to drive like out, like 10 hours from Oakland to to Los Angeles mm-hmm. just to come in and see the show. So I, I really want him to experience <coughs> this one because it's different. It's totally mm-hmm. different. Yeah, I know there would be a couple individuals down there that uh, that he knows fairly well with uh, from the uh, NWA podcast that he'll. I'm sure. I'm sure he could, you know, find uh, find something to do with them. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's very good good friends with uh, Rotella. Yeah. He's they're always talking and they're like always like making jokes about stuff in the NWA. So and um, and I think Rotella lives close by, so we want to like do yeah. uh youtube content yeah, yeah we're yeah. always like we're always down for that stuff yeah i think he's over in uh austin i believe adam is um but uh but yeah it's it, like i said it's an atmosphere is you know unlike anything that i've ever seen myself but now you know everything that you've you know you've got to the nwa you know st- let's start a little bit farther back what re- what got you into into wrestling in general you know, said six years. My husband. Yeah. My husband. He's he's guilty. He's guilty over this madness. I've said it like so many times, and I keep saying it. If it wasn't for him, I would have never done wrestling or watch wrestling because I didn't I didn't care about wrestling. I I was a social worker. I was like super progressive, mm-hmm. like super progressive. I used to go to like protests, and you know, we used to organize walkouts for school, and you know, um, get a lot of like stuff for justice. I mean, we used to live in the Bay Area, so mm-hmm. we really enjoy. Um, doing that kind of stuff, and then wrestling came, and everything changed. Well, obviously everything changed, changed for the better anyways. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so much different. Uh, I mean, the, the level of, of how you can um, – your platform changes, and, um, and it's, it's so much different how you can uh, influence people in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in a political way, but in, in another way where like you know, um they can feel like they can achieve their dreams or they can they can go for something that they think that uh, they will never do or take a risk or or stuff like that. I I got a message today I think on YouTube saying how much I uh, they, they I, I they feel so uh, compelled to do something new in their life because of what they've seen that I like what I have done you know and it's mm-hmm. just like. Um, it, it, I, inf- I influence a lot of uh, a lot of like young girls in a positive way, so yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, especially the way that wrestling is. You know, I, everybody. You know, I'm 35. Oh, why do you watch wrestling? Why do you want, you know you know it's you know they use that effort in there. Oh, not not the one that we're you know we're thinking of. It's that that oh it's fake, right? I'm like okay, mm-hmm. it may very well maybe, but. You get in there and try to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's uh, 
it's that outlet, you know, it's that hour or two or that you're sitting there, whether you're in the ring or you're watching or whatever, it's just, you're in that zone. It's just, you don't have to worry about the outside world. You don't have to worry about, you know, the everyday BS that you have to go through for that hour, two hours, however long that event is. Um, and that, and I, and I tell them that that's why I do it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. When, when you got in it with your husband or when your husband got, you into it, I should say. Um, you know, who did you, you know, did you watch anybody specifically to kind of, you know, that you enjoyed watching that you kind of wanted to, you know, model yourself after? Well, my, one of my coaches, he, I really like him because he was like over the top, like heel in APW, uh, Dylan Drake. He came with a robe. He's, uh, he named himself a golden boy. He was a blonde dude. And he was just like so obnoxious and like, so smart in the ring and he was very technical so we were used to watching i was like oh my god you know and i used to do like certain stuff like he he did once i became his, his student um then um who else like i mean we used to watch a lot of um very like uh not super serious wrestling when we first started like watching the shows and then like we got into the serious technical stuff at apw and um yeah like I, there was not a lot of women around when I first started wrestling. Um, I know that um, they used to talk about Chilero Melissa and Sarah Del Rey, Sarah Del Rey mm-hmm. or Sarah Amato now. Um, mm-hmm. She, well, both of them graduated from, from APW. So uh, there was a lot of big shoes to fill for me. And um, I'm like, well, you know, if I become somebody in, in the business, you know, I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm going to be up there. Or even better. Yeah, that is, you know, you got to start somewhere. And, you know, especially Sally now that she's with, the, you know, with whether it be with NXT or the work she did previous to that, you know, it is, it's come a long way. Um, but it, it's great to see that progression going from where you started and then going, keep going up, keep going up. And then, obviously, you know, you make it, you know, you made history. You know, with with obviously with the NWA. Um, now, the impact we I mentioned with the you know the close knit you know fan interaction that we have with the NWA. You know, is is that as crucial in other you know promotions that you know that you have worked with before? How is the NWA fan base different from like when you went over into like say Japan? How is those, are those like too similar or are they kind of, you know, different in their own ways? I mean, they are similar in a way where like a lot of the same fans, they come, come and follow um, the wrestlers and they, he needs to go outside. <laughs> and uh, he's like, he's, he wants to be the star of this podcast. Like what? That's fine. A Drago, say hi to the people. There you go. <laughs> See now he wants to be on camera. <laughs> I know he is. He's too much right now. Um, I mean Tokyo Joshi's like like the same fans going follow the same the the same wrestlers and they go to all the shows. They travel with the they travel with 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 the company. Um, the same with the DDT people. Like a lot of the girls, they follow one wrestler and they travel all over. Um, uh, with the NWA, we have our core fans and they take the day off they come from like different parts of the state the states and then they come and watch the show so in that in that aspect is very similar and they're like all very invested on the matches um 
and that's what I really, really enjoy. And they really get into it. So it's it's, it's like a, it's just like in the '80s when the, the fans used to go absolutely nuts when they used to cut promos. Is is this just the same way? Mm-hmm. Now, do you see the NWA turning into something like that? You know, that old school feel, but with kind of a new, new, new school twist kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like how we're developing the characters, the way that we um, are um, delivering our promos. Uh, I think it's like everything is like larger than life. And like what I really enjoy is when we come out of the curtain, like they either hate you, boo you, or they don't care. And they make you, they made a known. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something you definitely, you get that feeling because, you know, especially, you know, when you think wrestling, okay, you got to get that entrance music and all that stuff. With the NWA, you know, you walk out, that's it. And mm-hmm. it's either good, bad, or different. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's good to see that. Yeah, it's really good. And I really, like I said, I really enjoy that. Um, so, you know, for anybody that hasn't, you know, seen a match uh, of yours, first of all, shame on them. Second of all, um, you know, I, I showed a picture, you know, hey, but I, I, every, every interview I do, I always show my son, hey, buddy, this is who I'm going to interview. And he's like, and I showed him a picture of yourself after you won the title. And he's like, Daddy, that's cool. She's got face paint on. Said, yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the face paint, is there any specific, you know, significance of that? Or was it just something you said, hey, you know, let, let's go, let's run with this kind of thing? I mean, at first it wasn't, and then um, it was something that was um, given to me to, like, attract uh, Latino fans in, uh, in a promotion in Merced, California. But then when I went to Japan, um, it became it became a thing because I, I my first tour, I got a concussion, and, like, my character as Thunder Rosa, I didn't use face paint, and I put it on Twitter, like, when five years ago when I first came to Cork and Hall, and now when I came to Cork and Hall in my last match there, um... It, it was, it was like a, remember, like, just like I remember, so I like almost died and like, I'm like half dead, half alive. But then when we, um, we started doing more uh, digging on, on the story and the history of my family, um, my uncle came to watch me at a show in Los Angeles. And he mentioned that when he was young, my grandfather died watching um, Lucha Libre in Tijuana. And he was on his lap when this happened. So he said that all is like face pain and like the Day of the Dead has a lot to do with our family history. As a coincidence, is a coincidence? I don't know. It's is this like, you know, uh, something that it was meant to be, maybe. So I think it's is is that and like like I t- like I was telling you, um, it, the Day of the Dead, it it has a lot to do with how I I feel when I get in the ring because again I remember those kids that I helped when they were alive. And when they were happy and when they left the rehab facility as, as a new person, I remember them like that. And not, not, not when, you know, they were at the lowest and they either died or committed suicide or got killed by the police. Mm-hmm. So I, I always remember, I always remember them and, and I thank them for, for giving me the strength to keep going to achieve my dreams. Oh yeah. And then th- that's one of the things I'm like, okay, I had to, cause that's something that, you know, you start to see later on and, you know, like you said, in Japan, God, man, I gotta ask you that because that sometimes you know there's some sort of significance with it. You know, some people just do it to do it. Some people, you know, there is that backstory about it. But um, 
So I'm going to throw a, a listener's question in here at you. It comes from uh, Ryland from Wednesday Night Wallop, who is at WNW, or excuse me, WN Wallop on Twitter, excuse me. Uh, he said, would you ask her, what is it like to work for Billy Corgan, and how much is he involved with creative? Uh, I love working with Billy. He is uh, an excellent human being. Uh, I, I can't tell you like more positive things about him. He is just, he's so sincere and so honest. Um, I, I really enjoy listening to his, uh, his chronicles of the road as a musician, you know, and before he was a musician, it was, he has some stories and he is very involved, very, very involved. Like he's always watching the monitors. Um, when, when we get, when we get, um, when we get outside or when we get in, like he gives us instructions. He gives like very constructive feedback and, um, and he's always there for us. We have a question or if we want to, you know, have a, an idea for a character. So he's always there and he's, uh, he's very involved in it. Yeah, were you a big Smashing Pumpkins fan, or? I listened to his music when I was in Mexico, and yeah. I used I remember watching his videos on MTV, and then I was like, when I first watched, when I first saw him in in the first season, I was like, I used to watch you on MTV, so weird. <laughs> then, then you know, for and then you know, for any of my listeners that don't know what MTV is or what MTV was. Go Google it because you'll—it's just easier that way, so I don't have to explain it. Um, <laughs> but it's—it's it's just amazing how you know how how far wrestling has come in the history. You know, going back, even you going back, you know, fifteen, twenty years or something. And it's like it's interesting to see how much it's progressed. But, um, you know, anybody that you know follows you knows that you have a huge impact social media wise. Uh, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, anything ab- above, you know, you know, I, I've gotten used to, you know, gotten to the point where trying to be as positive as possible across social media, just because there's so much negativity out there. Um, what are your thoughts as far as the impact that social media has, has had on, you know, your wrestling career, your MMA career, or just you in general? I mean, I guess it's like, like I kind of like you're doing. I try to stay as positive as possible yeah. in social media. Um, when I'm really bored and and I'm in the plane and I'm just reading, like, I remember it was like January 2nd and I was reading a thread of things and I'm like, it's just January 2nd and Twitter is on fire. Yeah. Like, like, Jesus, like, there's so much. I, I always like say, like, Twitter is, um, it's always like, like the easiest way to like attack people or just right. complain about people instagram is more for like the booty pictures and the thirst tram and then, <laughs> facebook, and then facebook is more like i feel like a lot of people just like pour their lives on facebook like yeah. they really take it to the next level um i try to keep it very professional and like very positive on my postings because it's a business and i'm a business and i'm a brand and i try like again i like to post i mean i like to post nice pictures of you know myself and stuff like that I, like my sponsors as you can see of course I, you know i have them here and there and i put them over um and uh i just try to stay as positive as possible i mean i i think that that helps you so much with how you deal with things and um and also it's like when you're creating content you have to think about the impact that you have on other people you know when you, it's it's more meaningful than just 
just putting something out there and getting over or just like or creating controversy and yeah it might take longer but at the end of the day it's like again you're creating content that is it's positive that is impacting and creating a positive impact on people and and that's what the people see at the end of the day and i think that in the last five six years my husband and i have done a pretty pretty good job on on keeping it that way regardless if we have like personal issues or you know things have happened we try not to put that in there because it's not people's it's not people's business i don't you know i don't want people to be like uh giving me uh, advice about things if i need advice i can go to like a therapist or something like that and then right, deal right. it deal it that way because I, I again it's just like i i let so many people see a lot of a lot of things about my personal life there's certain things that we try to keep you know for ourselves too mm-hmm. you know like you say with your husband was such involved with you know when you were in lucha underground because that was you were over there it was early 2000 it was early 2000s or no it was uh yeah it was 2015 16 17 yeah, yeah okay i was there i mean i was there until like last year until like i got released yeah yeah, because I thought, I'm like, I'm trying to remember, like, okay, because when I did my research, I'm like, I know they had a four, I, I forgot to write it down, but I'm like, I knew it was about, like, like it was either 2004, 2014, I knew it was <laughs> some factions of that, but. Well, it was 2014, it was, I'm sorry, it was season one, and then season two was 2015, 2016, yeah. season three, 17, and then we did uh, three and four, four, we did an 18. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously, you know, you've been been obviously released from there. When you were there, how was your experience? Did you have, you know, great experiences with there? Great matches? Great, you know, you know. It was a, a, for me, it was a a really good place to learn how to be a entertainer. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, like my first season, I was not ready. They gave me five, three, four, four matches. And, um, man, I bombed those. It was horrible. I was like, oh, my God. I, I watched them and I was like, oh, editing does miracles. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I'm not going to say I was a really good wrestler. I can't watch those matches. I, it, it, I cringe when I watch them. But, you know, that's part of my development, you know. And it was like I was doing a character that I wasn't, like, comfortable with at first. And then I had to learn how to, like, adapt. I had to learn how to, like, love the character. And I have to learn how to portray the character. So it was a hit and miss, you know. But I, I was always very willing to listen to directions and willing to uh, learn on how to do things better for for the character. So um, I mean that that by itself was really great. And then also working with so many legends and and people that you know work in WWE that were internationally known, like Rey Mysterio, Chavo Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero Senior, rest in peace. Um, let's see, um, legends in Mexico like Dra- uh, Drago. Uh, Air Star, um, Sexy Star. Uh, oh man, so many, so many to mention right now. That um, like again, I learned so much. And working with like uh, producers of the caliber of um, the ones that we work with, you know, mm-hmm. it. I mean, who else? Who didn't want to be there? Like at that point, everybody was like, "How do I? How do I get in, in Lucha Underground?" And yeah, it was. It was. The money was really good for like a starter like me. I was like, whoa, this is like I can actually make money on wrestling, you know. Um, that was really good. But I mean, there was I mean other things that um, as a beginner too, um, you you feel a little left out. You know, like you you kind of like self 
doubt yourself about a lot of stuff because, you know, some of the dynamics that exist in the locker room um, and just like things like that. But then you take those negative stuff and you learn and then you turn it into a positive. So mm-hmm. you can't drag them with you. You just like it's a learning experience. So by the time that you work in another company, you just make sure that you don't get into those situations anymore. Or when you're on those situations, you can uh, handle yourself better. And uh, I'm really, like I said, I'm really blessed that I work there for the time that I work there. And I learn a lot. Like I learned not to sign a contract without reading the fine print mm. because you will be stuck, you know. And for a lot of us, that was one of the main problems that we had. It was the contracts and how mm. they were worded. And I thought it was like you could get out at any time and, you know, and, and it wasn't true. So um, um, that was a bit very unfortunate, but that had nothing to do with the producers. That had nothing to do with the writers. You have to do with other like legal stuff, but that's what you learn. That's when you're like, okay, now I need to get a lawyer. Now I need to do this now. Oh, I got to trademark my name. So it's a lot of learning, learning experiences that we, I think a lot of us had in for a lot of the talent that really catapulted their, their careers, like Phoenix, Pentagon, Sexy Star, um, Kevin Cross, uh, who else has been like, Joey Ryan was like even more, like he was going more and then like the Japan thing happened and he got really big. Uh, Ivelisse, uh, who else? Uh, I mean, those are the people that came to mind, but Pentagon and, 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 and Phoenix, they were, they became like, they, they, they uh, started on starting because of Lucha Underground mm-hmm. and the impact that people love them there, you know, and how, like the great matches that they have. So it was, it created a lot of opportunities for new talent. Yeah. I think one of the, um, I think two of the other ones that I, I thought worked there was, uh, did Brian Cage work there? Yeah. Brian Cage, Melissa think, Santos. Like, yeah. Cause I think him and was a uh, Luchasaurus was there too, right? Yeah. That's where, like, that, that's where that started too. Cause who would have thought that, you know, going from what he was doing with WWE with a developmental going from there to Lucha, or Lucha Underground, and like now it's now mm-hmm. now he's now he's over there in AEW, and it's you're seeing a lot of a lot a lot of camera time. Yeah, and I mean he like changed his whole style. I mean he became a a big man and doing like little man's moves because he's very agile and he's very um, he's really good. He's very athletic, you know, and um, like having like people like Johnny Mundo, who is like a perfectionist in the ring, like. And, you know, they were really good friends and they were, like, working with each other and stuff. It really created, like I said, it really created a lot of opportunities. And we started seeing wrestling in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I saw first couple of seasons of that, too. And that was when you were um, Cobra Moon, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, then obviously now we did, you know, that trans- all that legal stuff transpired after that. So then that's when, that's when Thunder Rosa was born. <laughs> Well, she was there, but not there. She was there, there but well, not. She was there, but not there. There. <laughs> yes, yes, and I think like again, that's like one of the things that it could have helped my career if it would have translated to my to, to this. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's just like when you're when you're young and early in your career, you just want an opportunity. If somebody tells you to put a hood on, you just put a hood on because yeah. you know you have the talent and you can get the character over. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that 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 really took a couple of uh of years in my Thunder Rosa um, career because everyone's like, oh, you're Cobra Moon? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Cobra Moon. <laughs> I mean, I, I, have you seen me, like, self, not sell, like, bring the posters here? Like, come on, bro. Like, yes, I'm Cobra Moon. Yeah. So. Yay. So, you know, so, you know, 
went go from you know lucha underground you know started doing a lot of work in japan obviously you just came back you know i think re- recently from japan right you just came back yeah. from a tour now, yes. are you are you booking like tours out with that or you're just kind of waiting to see how you know this whole nwa thing goes or are you planning you know more trips overseas? no uh the the trips overseas happen because we planned them before okay. i got signed with um with nwa um so that was something that I already had planned. So I am supposed to go be going back in March and then possibly going back in May. Okay. We're still yeah, talking about that, uh, all the details. But, you know, I love Japan. I will go. I will drop anything I'm doing to go to Japan. And I, I am so glad it's happening at the beginning of the year. So after that, I can focus solely on training MMA for my next fight because I need to focus on my next fight. Now, when's, your ne- when's your next fight for, uh, for MMA? I don't, know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, my team and I, we've been talking and we want to take our time. So yeah. I think you should be by, we're in between September, October, November. Okay. Like, I need to take the time, as much time as needed. And I need to be on like fighting mode because right now I'm like half fighting mode and then like half wrestling. And that's yeah. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, <laughs> as far as, you know, obviously you know, a lot of people, oh, training's training. I'm like, well, yeah, but when, no, it's not because, you know, you can, you know, you got ring shape and then you got MMA shape. It's like, can you, you know, differentiate, uh, differentiate for the listeners, you know, how different that it actually is from one to the other? Well, in ring shape, I think um, when I was doing, like, when I was preparing for my fight, I did um, the first season of NWA that was like, uh, a month and a half before my fight, uh, I was in great shape. Like mm-hmm. I could run for like hours. Like I, you know, I was like, Oh, 30 minute match. No problem. You know, like my cardio was great. It was great. And I was able to do a lot. Um, but that means like I was training six okay. hours every five days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's like cardio hit, um, wrestling, sparring, um, jiu-jitsu with gi striking extra stuff that i had to do at the gym you know so it's it's a lot and um if you're just gonna get in ring ready like you go you train your normal training three times a week some people train four times a week um and then they go to the gym and that's it you know but it's like it's about the same amount of time if you want to like be like really good and like not get blown like you'd have to do your cardio outside of the ring and then in the ring you gotta do your cardio you gotta do like your um your mat wrestling, and then if you are like high flyer and stuff, make sure that you practice your moves so they're like sharp and stuff. But I think my MMA training really helped me with a lot of stuff in, in the ring. Yeah, because I think, you know, a lot of people will say that it's, you know, very similar. I'm like, well, it is, but, you know, you kind of have to, it's, it's no, different enough. You got to switch gears. It's, it's like yeah. you need to become an assassin when you're in the, in the cage. You have to like, is one of the things on my uh, one of my um, teammates, Anthony Ivy. He's a he's a, a Anthony two belts. He has two belts, one in Michigan and one uh, here in Texas. Um, he tells me you have to turn that switch, and the switch is that uh, you have to become a killer. Your instinct have to be like either you kill or be killed, you know. So um, and just having that and like being the hardest working person that doesn't change. You need to be the hardest working person in in in, in the room. 
and um and that, that's tough man because it's like there's been times and where like you feel like you're you die you breathe you're like reborn and you die like three more times because the training is so grueling like you're dripping your hair is like horrible you smell terrible you know you get beat up you get choked you get slammed uh you get punched uh you know um and you just have to like keep going and going and going i mean something similar to wrestling is is repetition 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 until it becomes second nature and i think that's a good thing about you know me being a wrestler is like i'm used to the repetition i'm used to like the the body pain and and, and the endurance part of it because mm -hmm. the training uh in apw gold rush it was always really hard it wasn't like um okay now you get in the ring it was like two weeks of hell week if you didn't survive those you couldn't get in the ring and then once you get in the ring it was like repetition 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 and then when we did uh all our strikes they were very hard on us on strikes they wanted to make sure our strikes were clean that were safe and they were stiff mm -hmm. so that mean that meant like we we used to get hit a lot so <laughs> you know i thank my thank my coaches and my my training partners because they made me a uh, a tough SOB. Yeah, a lot of the um, YouTube content that you've put out with, um, you know, that fight that you had, just a preparation going into it. And you can just see, you know, after it's over, you know, just see the emotion coming out of you. And it, it was just like, oh, man, you can't help but, you know, pull for you. It's like, oh, come on. I want to, you, you want to do so well. And, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. I just, and then you punch somebody, it's like, ooh, that's, ooh. <laughs> but is that, you know, kind of another outlet for you outside of the wrestling? Um, the MMA, I mean? Mm, yeah, it is. I mean, it's just like, again, it's like another level of how you can challenge yourself, you know, as far as like how physically you can challenge yourself and how far can you go, you know? And I was just like, oh. I still got it, you know, mm -hmm. and and again, I'm 33 years old and I'm like, again, it's just a testament that nothing can stop a human being if they put their mind into it and all their soul and everything else, regardless of the results, you know, mm -hmm. you just go for it and do it. I mean, I mean, I knew I, like all the odds were against me when I got in the cage the first mm -hmm. time. Because no matter who I was going to fight, like, they had more, a lot more experience than I had. And, you know, I was humble about it. I wasn't going to be talking like, no, I'm going to win and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this to you and I'm going to kill you, you know. No, I'm going to be humble and I'm going to be like, I'm going to do my best to try to win this this fight, you know. Right. My my very, very best. My very, very best wasn't enough, you know. So the next time is not going to be my very best. I'm going to pour absolutely everything I have to win this fight because I have no choice. I have to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep step by step by step, you know, a little bit at a time. But, you know, what, you know, wrestled your whole, you know, you wrestle a long time. What, you know, got you, you know, got in the head say, hey, I want to do the MMA or I want to, you know, go all out? Because there's not really, from from what I've seen, by like I said, by following you for as long as I have, you know, there really is, you know, you full, you if you're doing something, you're going full go. You're not, you know, there's no hesitation there. And that, and I got to come on that because so many people, you know, okay, I want to try this. I want to try that. You know, those crossed, cross brands or cross sports, whatever the case may be, you know, what got you going? Like, I'm going to do this kind of thing as far as getting into the MMA. I think it was like at a point where um, we were leaving Lucha Underground and like, I was like, man, like there's no, 
big companies calling me right now. And then Alberto Rio was like, hey, you want to do MMA? And I just talked to my husband. I was like, hey, should I do MMA? He was like, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. You're going to get punched, not me. And I was like, that's right. Let me think about it. <laughs> so uh, I thought about it. I talked to my coaches and stuff. Because I was, like, practicing jujitsu, but I wasn't, like, consistent on it. And I wish I would have, you know. Um, but, again, it's just, like, it's life, you know. And I was like, all right. And then when I decided to do it, I was like, okay, I'm going Full, full on so I started training like really hard and stuff and I didn't sign no contracts because I was waiting I was like something big is gonna come something big is gonna come and my husband and I keep saying that and then um it was like two months in my training I was in LA and then WWE calls and they're like hey do you want to hang out the boots we have a, we have a position for you as a referee and I'm just like uh, all right I mean sure I'll go and see what it's all about you know and then um uh, that same week, I was waiting for Combate Americas to send me the contract. And I'm like, man, I mean, if it's good, it's good. You know, like with WWE, I might I might just hang up the boots and that's it, you know. And then mm-hmm. my husband is like, no, you got, Melissa, you've been working so hard and we sacrifice so much for you to be a wrestler. You know, uh, I mean, I understand, you know, it's 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 a, it's, a safe, it's a safety net and everything. You don't have to bump anymore, but they're not going to let you fight. And you've been training so hard to fight. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. And then the hurricane happened and my stuff just getting getting delay and I just like man I was having so much anxiety and I just told my husband like I don't I mean I think this is a sign you know and he was like yeah I think so too I think you just like make a decision now and I called him and I told him that I was not gonna go and um when I did that combat sent me a contract and I was like all right let me just check the contract and see what's up and then a day after Lagana was like hey you want to be part of NWA Mm. now i'm going full force so yeah. I, that's what that's when i decided i was like okay this is this was meant to be yeah it kind of you know kind of one of those things you know not you know it rain, when it rains it pours kind of thing you know one thing after another after another and it seems you know especially with the nwa it's like one thing after another you debut you get you know you walked you walk in and it's like I was so happy when, you know, when you started and everybody, most everybody knew you and popped for you. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to this is going to be a good ride. This is definitely going to be a good ride. So, um, yeah, it's just, it, it, oh, man, I mean, it, it, it's just giving me goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, I just I still remember, like, uh, I had to go to practice. Like, it was a Tuesday and Tuesday I have sparring and I just I just have to watch this because I, I was like, you got to watch this episode. And I was like, all right. So um, I sat down and it was like my husband and I and we had it on, on our TV uh, in the living room. And they had like the Thunder Rosa, um, like the entrance thing. And I literally started crying. Like, my husband and I started crying. It was like, finally, you know, mm-hmm. your name is in there. And it's like, man, it took forever for somebody yeah. to, like, give me a chance. I remember calling Lagana. just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. This is, you know, <laughs> it's, it means so much to us. Like, you know, we've been working so hard. And, like, everybody just keeps saying, like, no, or they put me a, a mask. And, like, you guys, like. You saw talent. Like, I remember, like, he was like, just be patient. Just be patient. Just be patient. And I'm just like, man, I'm tired of being patient. Screw this. <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden, it was just like, just trust us. It's going to happen. And yeah. um, and it's just like, <laughs> exploded. And, and now I'm the NWA champion. Yeah. Go up from here. You know, you got that gold. I don't see really, 
I don't see anybody in the in the uh, promotion right now that can really even come close to you know taking that from you because you know there, there may be, but it may not. It shouldn't be anytime soon. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, if they want it, they're they're gonna have to go to hell to get it. Yeah. I'm not lying. Like <clears throat> I went I went through hell. They're gonna go through hell, and you're probably not gonna like it. Do you know? Do you see anybody else on on the on the, uh, the women's side right there now in the NWA that I mean, you know you wanna you know wanna spar with? Um, I mean, I see, I see that there's a lot of potential for a couple people, but I I'm not gonna spoil it for you. <laughs> Watch the show, but um, hey, I'm I'm open for any challenger. I mean, for all of those girls that think that you know they're all that you know. I'm here, baby. This is an open challenge for anybody that wants to get it, you know. Gotta gotta wait, gotta wait and see. You know, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta watch the NWA on uh, Tuesday night, six oh five on YouTube. You have to, you know, you have it. It's if you haven't figured it out by now, and you listen to this show, you followed Thunder Rosa, you got to watch the NWA. There's no other alternative at this point, you know. And no. I. I I keep telling people, I said, even even before, you know, they start, you guys started the first season and then the second season, now the th- third season almost kicking off, it's, this is that promotion that nobody, you know, nobody's planning on, nobody's keeping their eye on. And I'm like, just wait, you know, there's a little bit of everything, you know, there's a little bit of everything for everybody, you know, you get, you know like yourself, the women's division is probably up there. I, I will put my money on it right now saying it's just almost to the level, you know, one of the best, you know, in, in the, in the, in the States, I think, you know, just that level of talent that you guys have in that division. And on top of that, you know, you get, you know, who, who can, you know, who can argue with the, uh, you know, world world's champion, Nick Aldis, you know, I'm sure, I'm, I'm probably one of your husband's favorite wrestlers, of course. So outside of you, of course. <laughs> no, it's actually a question mark. Interesting <laughs> enough. <laughs> you know, interesting, in, interesting enough. I actually had a listener's question. I got to boot that up now. Now that you, I got to get the segue in here. It's a nice little segue. Oh, my God. So your husband will know who this guy is, is the masked fan on Twitter. The masked fan on Twitter is asking me a question on a question mark, Ryan. He's just nodding like. He said, what do you think about his father, the question mark? My father? Oh, Oh, no, his father? It's not your father. (laughs) I mean, he's so much fun, man. He is ridiculous. Like, he is ridiculous. And people love him. Like, people just love him. People pour pour their love on him and like little kids come with masks and like the little question things on their heads. It's just like the cutest thing ever. I mean, who would have thought, right. Of, of a character like that to be so over, but I, you know, the, the karate and his character is so funny, which you guys should be uh, excited. Cause I have him in uh, one of my interviews and we did a segment. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be on my YouTube pretty soon. <laughs> It's frozen. Yeah, that's there? just that markability thing is, you know, oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. 
Um, it's just that markability. I'm like, I'm still waiting for the uh, question mark dog mask or something. You know, get those dog uh, costumes or something for Halloween, you know? Well, they have the masks and they but, have the, uh, the, fla the flags and stuff. They have a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's unreal. I, and I was, I was surprised how, how over it got after, you know, after a while the whole, with the character, I'm like, Oh, but it, it got over. <laughs> yeah. I was. Um, so is there, um, anywhere that, you know, you haven't wrestled that, you know, that you, ha that you want to, I don't know, you know, how the, you know, your agreement with the NWA works, whether you can go elsewhere or if you're yeah, yeah, strictly... I can go anywhere. It's, it's, it's open. Yeah. They just yeah. have to, um, it has to go through the NWA cause I'm signing with them full time. So right. I'm, I'm open to work anywhere in the, the United States. Uh, that is not you know, the big companies. Um, right, right. But um, I want to go, believe it or not, I would like just to like cross it from my, um, from my bucket list. Uh, I want to wrestle in the Consejo and CMLL just okay. one time. I just want to, I just want to be there one time. Um, uh, I want to wrestle in the Tokyo Dome usually, hopefully one before I die. <laughs> and then um, uh, I still want to go to uh, Australia I want to go back to Europe. Um, what else? Maybe China. Will you go to China with me, Drago? Yeah. Yeah, he said he's, he will go to China with me. There you go. Go, go China. Go just go, you know, why not, you know? Um, not right now with the coronavirus, it's, it's kind of dangerous, but. Yeah, I wouldn't advise to go there now, but maybe, you know, give it a little bit of time, you know? Um Oh, there's another running. <laughs> no, he's like he's like out of control right now. Now you know you know you know Nick. All this has been you know Coy. He he'll take the belt you know the heavyweight championship all over the place. Are you you know would you like to take the women's title and just go from promotion to promotion if you know the NWA allows that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now you have you you know been in favor? Have you liked? Um, that concept of going for promotion to promotion, promotion to promotion with that? Yeah, I mean, that's how you make a title, like, um, you give it some uh, value on it, you know, and, uh, and people know about it and people know you because you are the champion. And I actually have the title with me and I take it everywhere, like everywhere when I can. Mm -hmm. I go with my sponsors, I take pictures, you know. I try to get local booking so I can defend it, you know. So um, uh, I'm really eager to, like, do as much as I can with the title. Now, now, do you, you know, it's unlike a lot of, like, you see a lot of the women's titles now. It's usually the same generic kind of thing. You know, the NWA women's title is different from anything else. I, I, I like it because, you know, everybody has the nameplate. Now you get the face, the, the picture on it, too. I think yeah. it's I think it's fantastic. It makes it kind of it makes it unique. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> you know that title is uh, the original one is from 1948. Yeah. And um, there was actually I was thinking I'm doing a photo shoot next week and there's like Mildred Burke has like this like pinup uh, bikini with the title mm -hmm. on it. I was like, mm, maybe I should recreate this. You know, because it's just so <laughs> historical. Yeah. You know, hey, why not? You know, we kind of get that. You know, you know, NWA's like I said, you get that new, the old school wrestling with a new twist. You know, you guy can get that. You know, update that. You know, the women's title a little bit. 
<laughs> so our uh, next question from our listeners comes from Jeff Capo. He says, um, do you miss tagging with uh, Holodead? Yeah, that was really fun. the Twisted Sisters? Yeah, I do. I do. I took you out. Uh, you know, was that... Is that something that we could, you know, keep near and dear or something that possibility or? Um, it might be. Yeah. All right. So our next, you know, our final question is going to come from my buddy Matt um, from the DYWTSB podcast. Uh, he asked, how much do you want to to elevate this title within the company? You know, are you taking, you know, trying to elevate it just to the le same level as, uh, you know, you know, Nick Aldis is? Or do you yeah, want to make it? Yeah, I mean, like, like I was telling you, absolutely. Like, if there's an opportunity, why not? You know, and um, that's, that's my goal. Like, uh, I want to elevate the women's division as much as possible. I am currently the face of of the women's division. So absolutely. I would love, I would love to do that. And again, it's like for all those, um, um, companies that would like to have Thunder Rosa there, I will gladly defend this title anywhere with anybody. Mm. Uh, is there, you know, once we, you know, close up shop for the night before we get there is, you know, do you have, you know, any, you know, advice for any, you know, little girls out there or maybe even like even like little boys that, you know, are watching wrestling, you know, that 710, that area there that, you know, want to get into wrestling eventually. What advice would you give them to, you know, make their dreams come true? Go to college and get, yeah. a, get a degree first. And then at the same time, if you want to do it, uh, do it. I think it's very important to have like an education and mm -hmm. uh, a solid basis. And I said, if, if it's in your dreams and, and this is what you really want to do, you just have to stick with it. And you can't be like wishy-washy and be like, oh, I'm just like, it hurts too much. I mean, it's gonna hurt. You just gotta be, you gotta be tough and you just gotta keep going. Yeah. All right, well, lastly, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show, taking time out of your very busy schedule. I know you got, you know, a lot, you, you're the champ now, so you gotta make, you know, you got to make all these appearances, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, babies, all that good stuff. That too. You know, petting dogs, whatever the case may be, you know. Especially <laughs> um, there, you know, there you go. Um, you know, Let's, you know, plug social media for the people that aren't, you know, aren't familiar or aren't following you. Ways people can yes. get a hold of you. Uh, go on under Thunder Rosa 22 for Instagram and Twitter. Follow, mm. follow, follow. And then uh, Facebook is Donna Rosa 2 on like, my like page. YouTube, go and like, subscribe, and follow and watch the videos is Donna Rosa, of course. And my um, page for to sell merch is thunderosa.bigcartel.com. There you go. And like I said, if anybody listening to this right now that isn't, you know, watching the NWA, that isn't, you know, following Thunder Rosa, you're going to want to start doing it right now because without a shadow of a doubt, you know, to the moon and back. That's all I have to say. You know, the sky's the limit and uh, get along for the ride. But Thunder Rosa, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. <laughs>